Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Your Relationship With podcast. How's your day going? Are you having a good day? I'm having a good day. I, um, as of the recording of this podcast, I got bit by a cat <laughs> five days ago. I know it sounds so stupid, uh, but I volunteer at a cat rescue and I was there um, five days ago doing my shift and one of the cats got out and I was trying to catch her and she was not happy about being caught. Anyway, cat bites are disgusting. Cat mouths are dirty and uh, I still love cats so much. I'm still a crazy cat lady and also glad my finger is not going to fall off. <laughs> so this is actually my first day back at work since that happened. Um, it's my right pointer finger. So I haven't been able really to do much. Uh, and now I'm back. So it feels good to be back in the office. And I am excited about today's interview. Um, I'm talking to Rachel Lubchansky, who is someone who has been in my sphere for a long time. She's very aligned with the way that I like to do business and the way that I like to see other people teaching people how to do business. So I'm super excited to talk to her. And when she came to me with this idea of your relationship with competition, I thought it was such a great idea because it's one of those words that we hear, and I think most of us immediately are like, oh, no, I don't do competition, right? Like, we, we're, we're girls' girls. We like to be women, empowering women, and there's no competition. We just want to collaborate. But there's always that part inside of us. I know there was for me for a long time, and there still kind of is sometimes, if I'm being honest, when you meet somebody who does the same thing as you, and there's that little piece inside of you that's like, Ugh, right? Like, how is she better than me? Is she making more money than me? Does she have more clients than me? Is that person going to pick her instead of me, right? It's very, very normal human behavior. So this is a really good conversation for us to be having. And Rachel brings up a lot of really great points to consider when it comes to competition in business. So Rachel is a down-to-earth business and empowerment coach who is passionate about helping coaches, consultants, and service providers become confident and profitable business owners. She started her first business in her mid-20s, which was back in 2004, and became passionate about helping others unleash the joy and fulfillment of business ownership during that time. Now, she's committed to helping women monetize their expertise, magnify their impact, and establish the foundations of a profitable, sustainable business that enables them to live their best life. She is a triplet mom, girl, boy, girl, in case you're wondering, a connector, a community builder, and a singer living her best life in her new home, Israel, with her husband of 18 plus years. So I know you are going to love my interview with Rachel Lipchansky. Hello, Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Melissa. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, me too. And we were just talking before I hit record about what an interesting topic this is. We're talking about your relationship with competition, which I think probably brings up a lot of thoughts and feelings in people, especially depending on where they're at in business. So um, let's, before we dive into that, tell everybody just a little bit about you and about your relationship with competition. Thanks. So I am a business and leadership coach working with women who have some level of expertise, passion, talent, gifts in the world that they want to share broader and monetize, and I help them launch and grow their own businesses. So my relationship with competition is to basically embrace 
Um, I think the idea for this topic came to me and I pitched it to you um, really around a specific story that happened recently, but is a trend that I see so often. I had moved to Israel and uh, was meeting a lot of people and just sort of starting to network and figure out like what's going on in this in this entrepreneurial community here. And somebody kept mentioning this one name, oh, she's your competition. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. So I picked up the phone and I called her and I was like, hey, I heard your name. Let's have coffee. Um, so yeah, I just don't buy into sort of this traditional notion of competition in the way that it is often talked about. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, have you always felt like that? Or has that kind of transformed over the course of your business? Because you've been in business for quite a while. So was there ever a point, like, do you remember in the beginning of business feeling more of this, like, oh, she does the same thing as me. She's my competition. So this business I've been in for seven years. I started my first business almost 20 years ago. I was in the fashion industry and I was in my mid-20s. I remember going to the fashion markets and here I was as a 25-year-old in New York City or in Los Angeles or wherever I was, Vegas, by myself, shopping the markets to fill my online boutique. And I would see other women who had online boutiques in the same niche, in the same space that I did. And I remember thinking, and again, this is 20 years ago, I remember not at all feeling threatened by them, but just trying to figure it out. Like I didn't understand the glares, um, the energy that they sort of emoted. Um, So I think that this has just sort of been in my blood forever. I can't tell you exactly why I haven't felt threatened by this idea of competition, but but really curious about how we can embrace each other who are in similar in the same industry that we're in to really help each other rise, right? To really help each other become our best both personally and professionally. So, you know, to answer your question, no, I, I think it's just always been this way. Yeah. I'm just curious because I think there's a lot for me, at least in business, there was a shift that happened at some point and I couldn't even necessarily tell you the exact moment or what prompted that shift. But I do remember in the beginning when I, I was a dating coach and in the beginning I would come across other women who did quote unquote, the same thing that I did. And I would, I would, I will own it. I had that like, ew, ew. You know, like, I don't, I want to block her. I don't want her to see my stuff. I don't want to see her stuff. We do the same thing. She's my competition. And I feel like over the course of that business and growing that business and, and even just not even that business specifically, but being in business, I think there are a lot of experiences and we'll get into this in the interview about like when you start to learn the benefits of being around other people who do the same thing that you do. And you start to realize, like, I was just telling everybody on my uh, virtual speed networking event yesterday, I was talking about how we are all our brand and there's something different about each of us. And if there wasn't, we would all just show up on these Zoom screens with like our title, right? Like we just have a Zoom screen full of photographer, business coach, life coach. Like you wouldn't need to see anybody. You'd just be like, I need a photographer. I will pick one of these random boxes that says photographer because they're all the same. And so I think over time and experience, my relationship with competition has definitely changed in that sense. Yeah. I actually, I love that you were 
so honest about that. And I do want to say for all of our listeners here, how natural that is, right? I think it is much more natural to have that instinct, right? Of sort of fear around competition or, um, you know, one of the words that's thrown around a lot in this industry is scarcity. Like it's the scarcity mindset of how does somebody else's position, how does their brand or visibility diminish mine? And so for anybody who's listening, who feels that way, know that you are absolutely not alone. And I think that, you know, by by being a part of a conversation like this, we can really open ourselves up to what becomes possible when we embrace this group of people that are referred to as our competitors. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're talking about kind of is the traditional definition of competition, right? The person who does the same thing that we do, we have the same target market, we have the same clients, either she's going to get them or I'm going to get them. But you don't believe in competition as traditionally defined in that way. Tell us why. Yeah, because the idea of competition is really, it's like this zero sum game where somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. Mm -hmm. And I just don't believe that that is how business works. Business, in my mind, is all based on, um, it's all based on relationships and it's all based on value. And when we shift our focus to really thinking about our clients and what it is that they need and desire, then I, I think that this idea of competition just sort of fizzles away because it's like, okay, here's a customer or a client. Let's really get to know them and figure out what is best for them and then consider how do we intersect with that, right? Is what we have to offer what they really need or desire or might it be something else? And so that's really why I just don't buy into, buy into it as a, as a concept. Yeah, I agree. And it goes back to a lot of what I teach when I talk about growing your business through creating connections and growing your business through relationships. And so much of that is about really focusing on providing value to the other person as opposed to quote unquote, making the sale, right? Because I think you and I have both had conversations with people who were ready to hand money over to us. And through that conversation, we're thinking like, I don't know that this is the right fit for you for whatever reason, but I do know this other woman who does this thing. And I think that's a better place for you to invest your money. And I know you've had that conversation with people. I know I've had that conversation with people and that only comes from a space of how do I genuinely care for this person and provide the most value to them if it's not with me, right? That shift of like, and again, I think sometimes it happens more as we get further on in business and start making consistent income because it's easier to get out of that space of like, oh my gosh, I need to make this sale. I need to make money, right? Now we're thinking about what is the best outcome for this person. Yeah, yeah. And I think like people will actually start to make money faster if they shift into that before the money is flowing in because it's just this abundance mindset. And I believe, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever it is, this higher power, um, there's something energetically that happens when you refer somebody out, right? And so imagine like how much expansion actually happens, not in your own bank account in that particular moment, but here now you have somebody else who provides a similar service to you in a slightly different way or at a different price point or a different model, whatever it might be, who now trusts 
respects you and really appreciates you as a business person. And I believe that that's going to build this reciprocity that supports your bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So should people just be ignoring this idea of competition? Like, should we even be aware of the people that are in the space that are doing the same thing of us? Is there something positive to be gained from knowing our competition? Yeah, there is. There is. So I believe that there are some pros and cons, just like any any concept out there, right, um, of ignoring your competition. On the pro side of ignoring, you know, we've already talked about some of them, but I think it really keeps you personally motivated and in tune with your own intuition, right? Like tapped into your knowing what is right for you in your business and for your clients. I also think it keeps the focus on your clients. So this it, it's it's really a distraction to be focused on your competition and what they're doing all the time and sort of staying up on the day to day and it like it's not just a distraction and a time suck but it's an energy drain as well and so um, I think that there's like a toxic energy that we don't really want to welcome in our business so that's sort of like on the pro side on the con side of ignoring our business I would say that. Um, you know, we all make mistakes in business. And so if we can learn from mistakes that we see others making, obviously, I mean, it's like in parenting or in um, riding a bike. Like if you see somebody do something that is obviously not going to work, it seems a little silly for you to have to go through the same learning curve, right? You're going to make your own mistakes. So I do think that one of the downsides to ignoring our competition is that we can actually learn from our competition, right? They're going to um, not just make mistakes, but they're also going to thrive. They're going to succeed at certain things. And we might be able to learn from those moments and examples. I also think that there's a sense of like resilience or grit that comes along with, or, or this idea of like perseverance that comes along with knowing that there are other people out in this space offering their services, And it keeps us just sort of like engaged and I think connected even more deeply to our own business by, by knowing that, by, by being aware of what's out there and so forth. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely pros and cons to each. And I think depending on the phase that you're at in business, sometimes you want more awareness of your competition and sometimes you want less. Like I definitely went through a space where I just had to unfollow everyone in the coaching industry, everyone in the business coaching industry, all the marketing people, because it just, it gets to be too much. And sometimes you feel like, okay, there are 9 billion people out there doing the same thing that I do. And it's like, no, that's just who Facebook is showing you because that's who the algorithm thinks that you are, right? And also, sometimes I think it's easy to get caught in the like, oh, she's doing it this way. I should be doing it this way. Oh, she's doing a masterclass. I should have a masterclass. Oh, she's got a podcast. I should start a podcast, right? And sometimes it's really helpful to turn off all that noise and just decide like, what do I want to do? What feels good to me? What feels like the right way for me to grow my business without all of this outside influence of what everybody else is doing? Do you agree? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I think the more that we can play to our own strengths and tap into our own unique gifts and how what we do in our unique way is literally the only person in the entire world who's able to deliver this service in this way. And so I think that the more that we can focus on that, 
um, the the more successful we can become. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there is going to be someone who loves the way that you do it. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Rachel, take all my money forever. I don't care what you're selling. Here it is. And there are going to be people who don't love the way that you do it. And they're going to go find someone else to give all their money to, right? And that is also part of the beauty of it, of being okay with, like, I go back to my dating coach business a lot because there's actually a lot of similarities in growing a business and finding love. And one of the things I reference a lot is when I would help my clients with their online dating profiles, they would always say like, oh, I don't want to put that on there because that might turn people off. Or like, I don't, I don't want to include that because I don't want that to exclude people. And I'm like, no, we do want to turn people off. Yeah. We do want yeah. to exclude people. That is just as much of the point as attracting the right people, right? And so it's like, be okay with the fact that you do it one way, she does it a different way. And some people are going to vibe with her way. Yeah, I think that this is why I always say like business is as much a journey of personal development as it is learning the business know-how and and um, how to market ourselves and so forth. Because the more in tune we are with ourselves, the more comfortable we are, the more confident we are with that. And the more we really understand where we shine and can leverage that, I mean, it's so much easier, right? And so the goal, I believe, is to continue to put yourself out there in the most authentic form. And that's what's going to bring your people in. So it speaks to exactly what you're just saying. It's like, yeah, we do want to turn people off. I mean, I don't I don't know about you, Melissa, but I'm looking for a certain size business, but it's not one with 9 billion clients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to find ways to um, to narrow our audience, not just for ourselves, but for them so that they also see like, oh, you are my person, right? Yeah. Or you're not my person. As we're having this conversation, I'm thinking (laughs) of the virtual speed networking event yesterday. And I was talking about this in the very beginning, we were probably like 10, 15 minutes into the event. And I said something about, you know, there are a lot of people that think I'm really funny. And I'm certain there are a lot of people that think I'm not funny at all. And I said something on the call about, you know, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm like, if you haven't thought I was funny in the first 15 minutes of this call, you're definitely not going to think I'm funny in the next 45. And I watched Did anybody the pers- drop off. Yes. I wanted to know if anyone dropped off. I watched the participant <laughs> number just drop like, dee, 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 and I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. But you know, for me, it's like, there was a time that I would have been like, so in my head about that. And like, oh my gosh, like, don't, don't try to be funny again because people hate you. Right. But Mm. in my mind, I was like, good for her because I'm really like, I don't become less of me as time goes on. Like I just become more. And I'm actually glad that those four women didn't spend the next 45 minutes like, oh, I have to stay on this call because I'm logged in, even though this lady's really freaking annoying and not funny at all. Right. So it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it's about owning who we are and our gifts. And it's also about owning the way that we function in business Um, and being able to say yes to the opportunities that are right for us and no. And, you know, not worth spending a time an hour like as solopreneurs as small business owners i think that's your primary audience here you know our resource our time resource is very limited we are women who wear a lot of different hats in our lives and we don't have time for distractions that are just going to um not benefit 
be beneficial to us in one form or another. Yeah, absolutely. So let your people be your people. Let other people's people be their people. There's enough. This is what I say all the time when I run my um, networking events for Polka Dot Powerhouse in the beginning, because I've been in some networking groups that were exclusive that only allow one person per field. Polka Dots is not like that. We allow as many people per field as want. And I always say at the beginning, like we are not an exclusive group because we believe there is enough love, there's enough friendship, there are enough clients, and there is enough money for all of us. And I really believe that that's true. Yes, absolutely. I'm 100% behind that. And I think that brings up something that we haven't talked about, which is collaborations. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think when we can shift from this idea of competition into collaboration, we can actually find that some of our best thought partners and cheerleaders are actually going to come from the same industry because we're going to spend time together figuring out what's your zone of genius, Melissa, as a business coach, and what's mine. And let's figure out like how we can support each other in continuing to to develop that, right? You just said, like, I become more of myself the older I get, not less than, right? And so it's the same thing in business. And so this idea of really reaching out to people that you may have formerly called your competition and reframing it into what collaborations might be possible and how might we be able to support each other will really serve you in business. And also just energetically, it feels so good. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's so much easier to keep going with your business, even when it's really hard, when you have a business that feels good. <laughs> I know. Cause I've had both. <laughs> yes, me too. And uh, I think if everybody's being honest with themselves, we all go through those phases and have experienced the ups and the downs and everything around. And um, yeah, so the goal is to always be figuring out where that joy space is. Yeah, absolutely. This has been really good. Is there anything that you want to add in terms of how women in particular, because that's who listens to this podcast. And I think competition is a, is a whole other interesting thing when it comes to women compared to men. I think competition that can, it tends to be a much bigger thing for us than it is for them. Is there anything you want to add in terms of how women can be successful in business without being quote unquote competitive? Yeah. A couple of things. First of all, you know, the idea of competition comes from a place of fear this feeling of not enoughness. So one of the things that we can do is if that's coming up naturally for us is to really kind of glare that in in the face and question it and figure out where that fear is coming from. I would venture to say that a lot of time it's because there is a gap somewhere else in the business. So mm. focusing on really building a sustainable, profitable business model um, considering your particular brand, your niche, your, your the experience that you provide for your clients, and spending time getting to know your clients more and more over time, um, like we can never know and understand our audience enough, or too much, I should say, and then really working on being able to communicate clearly with and and figure out what is our natural or our most authentic communication style? How do we like to build relationships? And I think by doing all of those things, having the business model, having the infrastructure in place for your brand, right, to send the messages that you want to be sending, and then to to know what your authentic communication style is, to be able to build those relationships, all of that and managing your mindset, all of that is, is uh, I believe, a, a, a beautiful recipe for success. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Just that. 
just right just those, there. Just those few simple things. <laughs> <laughs> just go do all that. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on to talk about this topic. I think, like I said, I think it's a really important topic, especially with women. And for me, I think it's been making that shift from competition to collaboration and how can we support each other and work together has really been a game changer in my business for sure. So glad to hear it. And I was delighted to come on and chat about it today. Thanks so much. Yes, you're welcome. So if anybody wants to connect with you and find out more about what you do, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, My website at realimpact.com, which is R-E-L, my initials, realimpact.com, or on Facebook or LinkedIn at Rachel Lubchansky. I know you'll put the links in the show notes. I'm not going to rattle off my last name, but I do look forward to connecting with anybody who's more interested in exploring this conversation. Awesome. I will put those links in the show notes. And thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Your Relationship With podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a future episode. I would also love for you to go on Apple and leave us a review. It's super, super helpful in helping us get more visible with other female business owners who need to know more about these important business relationships. So thank you for that and for all of your support. I would love to connect with you guys further and get to know you a little bit better. I would love for you to attend one of our virtual speed networking events. They're super fun, whether you have never attended a speed networking event before in your life, or you've been to a bunch, whether you love networking or you don't love networking, it's going to be a great experience for you. I promise. So you can use the promo code first time when you check out and come to your first event at no cost to you. I would love to see you there. So click the link in the show notes and let's get connected.